it's wine from the future. Wow. Nice. Cool. That's what he did with his DeLorean. He just went and got cold bottles of wine. If you're not going to get future wine, why have a DeLorean that can travel through time? I mean, you can make money. You could totally fuck up the entire space-time continuum. Although, yeah. honestly... Never mind. I'll just keep my thoughts on Avengers Endgame to myself. Here's my question about Back to the Future. Yeah. So, he like, Marty goes back and, like, his mom has a crush on him. Yeah. And then we fast forward to when they're, like, adults. And they have a kid that looks exactly like yeah, her she definitely crush in high school. Oh, yeah. She's definitely fucking her son. I think that's really what you're carrying, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, we don't watch the every interaction they ever have. It's true. Right. There's a really great John Delaney stand-up. John Mulaney? John Mulaney. That's the guy. No, I was also, it. Steve Delaney. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Dana Delaney. I thought he was her son. But also, it's Joe Rogan, just to clarify. <laughs> No, I, no, but there's a good John yep. Mulaney, you're right, uh, bit on that that was interesting. John about how, why <laughs> is a 17-year-old's best friend a yeah. aging uh, scientist who yeah. somehow has access to nuclear material? We make our choices and we stick with them. <laughs> and they go back in time. Oh, so they can stop Hitler. No, also so he can try and fuck his in mom. <laughs> in other news... <laughs> Carson's sitting on about seven kilograms of yellow cake uranium, so if anybody's interested. Urinal cake uranium. Yellow cake. Whatever. <laughs> Josh, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking the banquet of of ales. It is a <laughs> it is a coors. It is fantastic. It's actually not Excellent. an ale at all. Yeah. It's a beer. It's a lager. Oh, in your fucking yeah, face. Right. You've been you've been oh, beer nerded. Man. Oh yeah. Feel it. I'm oh. feeling it. It's a little rough. Beer. <laughs> Ale. Well, here we are again. So I believe it was the previous episode, or maybe another one, depending on when it's listed. Barry took time out of like doing anything related to the podcast to go and order himself a Jeff Goldblum t-shirt, which he is <laughs> wearing today. Got it on right now. He was so excited. Very excited. Actually, I saw him, I think it was earlier this week or maybe late last week, and he was like, next time we record, everyone should wear their favorite Jeff Goldblum t-shirt. I'm like, <laughs> yes, Barry, you have a Jeff Goldblum t-shirt. You're goddamn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> that it was your favorite Jeff Goldblum t-shirt. That is actually the way he phrased it. Implying yeah. that there are many Jeff Goldblum well, t-shirts. How many Jeff Goldblum's mean, t-shirts do you own well, I'm Well, I only own one Jeff Goldblum How many t-shirt? are sitting in your Amazon cart? Yeah, three. But, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people's favorite Jeff Goldblum t-shirt would be, you know, him shirtless from Jurassic Park, but I went with kind Disagree. of... Disagree. Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet, so... Yeah, shake your head. Give him the hat. Yeah, Give him the hat. Nice. Put on the hat. I'm not taking the hat Take for not the seeing hat. the Avengers movies. You shut down our whole conversation. Oh, <laughs> like uh, tonight's dunce cap is brought to you by the Pilgrims. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It looked really you fucking You know, funny. if you have a hat, you may need oh. to buckle it down to make sure it's... Uh, Let's go ahead and get that picture yeah, right hold now. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Make sure you can see the shirt. <laughs> make sure you can see the shirt. That's what's important, really, is the Jeff Goldblum t-shirt. If, so I, if I have to have my picture taken with the hat. My father gave my son this pilgrim hat for reason. I don't know why. But he has this hat. And when I was leaving, I was like, oh, I need a dunce cap for the night. Oh, I should use that one. And my son was like, no. 
And I said, no, no, I'm going to take it. And he goes, no. Well, no, it wasn't really a question. I'm more just telling you I'm going to be taking it. And he goes, okay, well, here's the rules. You can't break it. You can't ruin it. And I don't want any weird stuff inside of it. <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know what you just broke rule three. <laughs> but in my immediate head, I was like, "What do you think we're putting in the pudding or something?" Like, yeah, I, I don't know. No, and he was what like, constitutes this weird stuff, that right?" Would be... And he was like, "Are other people going to wear it?" I'm like, "Yes." And he goes, Ugh. And I go, "What <laughs> no, if I, I promise? What if I promise that I'll have a picture of everyone that wears it to show you tomorrow?" He goes, "All right, okay, you can take it." I will say the worst part about the dunce caps we've chosen so far is that they're all children's size, so they're hard yes. to keep on your head. Yeah, that's half the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that he had prepared rules. As I know, well. right? Like, okay, but here are the list of things I need you to abide by. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a hostage negotiator someday. <laughs> I'm not sure which side, but right. definitely going to be on one side. Yeah. Yeah. Here are my list of demands. I need a helicopter, $10 million, and 13 gallons of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the half dome. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just bring it in a cup. Make sure that it has that little tab on it. So unmarked that. pudding cups. <laughs> when you say unmarked, you don't want the expiration dates on there either? No. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a variety of flavors? or Just, listen, I said pudding. <laughs> unmarked pudding cups. Yeah. I love that Barry has just been maneuvering this hat around since then. <laughs> just so like, uncomfortable. <laughs> and it looks like, did you get a haircut today too? No, I, I got it a while ago, a couple days ago. I'm sorry I didn't notice, Barry. I apologize so much. Well, you've barely been coming down. You must have been in, uh, doing something important at work. Mm-hmm. You've barely been going like down. Work. Mm-hmm. Just, I know. Yeah, I saw that one coming. coming at all. Like five miles away, yeah. just right there. Just thump, thump. Yeah. He's like... It was like, put it on a tee. Like, it wasn't even like a, a lob for a softball. Right. It was. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, as we are uh, talking today, I don't actually remember what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Cover bands. Cover bands. That's right. Well, but not just cover bands. Yeah. Yes. Specifically... I guess the the real question that roots down to is when is the band the band and when is the band a cover band? Is that that kind of where it comes to? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Do say more. You look like you're on the verge of saying something. I keep cutting you off. No, that's fine. Is it because of the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to well, put a time I'll, limit I'll in keep, place where you only have to wear it for a certain I'll amount keep, of time? Okay. Just for the picture. I'll right. just say this. Okay. Like, so. Just to introduce kind of what we're talking about. Back in like 2001 or two, I forget which year exactly, I saw the Guess Who, which had all its original members still in the band. And then I think two years ago, we had the Guess Who perform for a free concert here in Rochester, and it was the drummer. (laughs) And everybody (laughs) else was not an original member. And so I'm like, is it the Guess Who? (laughs) Or maybe they showed up and they said, "Uh, Guess Who? And we're like, not, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing. Like They're still touring as the Guess Who, and it's not any of the people who wrote any of the music, and one guy who remembers the '60s. Just remembers the just '60s. Who, just right. remembers. Yep. Okay. I think that's the interesting thing about this conversation is, like, our different members weighted more than others. Like, I would argue with Queen currently touring, it's hard to be like, "This is authentic Queen without Freddie Mercury," but the rest of them are all originals so it's like 
Yeah, I but think yet, Queen gets a little more weight because I'll, don't they have three original members? Yeah, and I wouldn't call them like a cover band, but it's just yeah. when you lose such I'm, But like, at the same the time, Freddie Mercury made such, uh, like, that, that. that's just it. Like, right, it, he, it's, like, made the band. It's great. And now yet again, each, was each yeah. member of Queen, correct me if I'm wrong, wrote one of their major hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the, all incredibly skilled musicians. Every, that, every album had songs written yeah. by each one. So. Yeah. So I think that that's where it, it's hard, but... He is a performer with such that made it that piece that right. it sounds more like a karaoke version right. than 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 not. Yeah. I mean, but you can you can take through like any of those major bands. I think what actually kind of started this whole conversation is I have this whole thing about I, I had this friend who was really excited to go see Blink One Eighty Two. I was gonna well, yeah. And he was just so excited. He's like, You see Blink One Eighty Two? I'm like, Yeah, but it's not really Blink One Eighty Two. Right. Like Tom Long isn't gonna be there. Yeah. So it's Mark Hoppus, Travis and someone else yeah like i don't know but that is the current lineup for blink 182 i'm like but 50 percent of their songs yeah don't belong there then yeah and probably i mean i won't know every single one but a lot of those are ones that are the ones i'd want to listen to well they're gonna play new stuff i don't care like honestly (laughs) you're still listening to this band and so i started having this whole conversation about you know plus 44 and boxcar racer were both formed out of blink 182 not directly when they did their first hiatus Mm -hmm. and now, in my mind, are we actually arguing that this current Blink-182 lineup is really closer to plus 44 than they are Blink-182 in terms of style and, and such? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, especially since both plus 44 and Angels and Airwaves mm-hmm. um, did Blink-182 songs mm-hmm. when they toured. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, and then with this new lineup, the albums don't sound like Blink-182 albums. No. It's... Yeah. And my uh, the, the thing that I have a hard time with, people go, oh, but they've changed their style. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't change their style for like 15 years. Right. And then they all of a sudden did. And even when they like broke up with, after self-titled and mm-hmm. came back with Neighborhoods, mm-hmm. it was still very much in the same vein. Yeah. I felt like, like Neighborhoods feels like a Blink-182 album. Mm-hmm. California, which was yeah. next, is like... It's plus 44. It's plus 44, yeah. <laughs> and so I think I've had this discussion many times where, like, there is a point where, for me, and this is kind of the same conversation, where I'm just no longer interested in seeing the band. And that's partially you've replaced enough members that I just don't really care. So, like, for example, I'm I'm sad. Like, I really love the band they used. They've had too many member swaps. I have no interest in seeing them. They'll still tour. I'm like, oh, cool. Good for you, Bert. Have fun. Yeah. And that's just kind of the way it lands. And... That's kind of where that transition cuts over. So our conversation today is really about when is the band the band and when does the band actually become a cover band of a band that members used to be in? So using Guess Who as an example, did you see the cover band or did you see the band? I saw both of them. Like I said, I saw saw most recently, I guess, is what I was referring to. Most recently, the cover band, I think since 2002 or whatever, which admittedly is a long time ago. The can we also just agree, just real quick, I'm sorry I'm going to interrupt you, that if the only surviving member of the band, like surviving meaning the only person that's in there is the drummer, it doesn't count. It just, you're not seeing them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, not. I'll say this. Uh, there are certain bands where the drummer was a major writing and singing force. Yeah. Eagles. Uh, but that's, uh, other than that, I don't know who who else has been a big you know writer and singer. But yeah, you're mostly right. Yeah, I'm just—it's nothing against drummers or bassists for that matter. But well, I mean, speaking of bassists, 
Kiss. The only ma- <laughs> member left is Gene Simmons, the bassist. Granted, so what course, I was going to bring up is the front man also makes a difference. So right. if your drummer or your bassist, in this case, where we're just shitting on drummers and bassists, <laughs> are if, if you're if you're also the front man or if you're like a key performer, I can get where that becomes it. Again, using Blink One Two as the example, Mark Hoppus is the bassist. Right. So I mean that I, I get that, but. As you're kind of running through this, I think being the front man makes a significant difference, which mm-hmm. is where we talk about Freddie Mercury. Right. It's in many cases, it's not that you're the face of the band, but you're kind of the face of the band. And I think that same thing, but opposite, I guess, um, with Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. So they've had like the whole entire lineup has changed except for Brendan Urie, who's the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And when the first album came out, he didn't do a lot of writing and now he writes almost everything. Mm-hmm. And so but like their style hasn't changed too much. Um but, like, he's the front man, and he's, like, Panic at the Disco could just be called Brendan Urie. Like, Maroon 5 could right. just be called Adam Levine. Very and true. everyone else can change. But as long as those two are there, so that's the band. A deeper cut that I'm not sure anybody else here knows is the band Breathe Carolina. And yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Breathe Carolina, one person. The other two are looking at me like blank stares. Josh is actually just onto his third beer right now. <laughs> yeah. Just, he, he's not even, I'm not sure he's actually listening here. He just heard there's free beer and showed up. Yeah. Um, Which, good for him. Yeah, power to him, man. There's more. <laughs> yeah you'll hear another one open okay soon. good 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 good. <laughs> okay uh, but so breathe carolina they had a very unique sound mm-hmm. and if you haven't ever listened to breathe carolina i would definitely encourage you to go and listen to woolly the album it's just a whole or uh, sorry the song and it, it's just a it, it's just such a weird sound um all around but they really have this whole mixture of hardcore and pop and and this is not an exaggeration when i say literally like Verse is pure pop, where the chorus is pure hardcore, and then they'll swap, and that was just like their their thing, and uh, then the guy who was really the hardcore guy left the band, and they didn't they just kept the the other dude just kind of kept the name and kept going, and so I think the vibe that I got was they were like you know what we need to do, someone more hardcore, that's what we'll do. It was so awkward and so weird. Off the the album Savages, I think, is when they actually had that replacement. And like they featured Carmen um mm. in a couple of the songs mm-hmm. there, I think, and everything just got so weird when you replace that. Which again it kind of goes to the if you're a duo, just you can just stop. Go by your own name. But I also understand it's all the marketing, which we've talked about bands and marketing, which becomes a huge factor. But looking at duos especially, just just stop. Although I really would love if, like, Simon and Garfunkel, they broke up and they just got another dude to step in. <laughs> as like, well, Simon and Garfunkel on tour, it's Garfunkel. And actually, it's Eric Clapton. It's just like, <laughs> you're really going to love it, though. We call him Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Paul would have had a problem with Art using his name. But, but, I mean, you know, there again, that kind of, I think it's interesting. You have individual artists, say, like Bob Dylan. He you know, has recorded and toured with a lot of different artists. And then you have somebody like Neil Diamond until he stopped. He was playing with the same band for 30 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, all the same backup singers, uh, musicians. And so it's like, it could have been a a band, but it was just Neil Diamond. And, and then you have, uh, you know, Bob Dylan or uh, there's other individuals like that, you know, Bruce Springsteen, he'll, he'll tour with whoever is available who can, who can who's got the chops to play his music and 
and they just uh, go on their solo records, which I think is interesting because, uh, you know, you're right with these, with, like, especially when you have a duo. Like, uh, I know the Black Keys, uh, who's at Auerbach, has gone on and done solo uh, recordings. I thought they were done, but here they've released another album just recently. So I guess their uh, Black Keys are still a thing. Just adding a correction in, the album I'd encourage you to listen to by Breathe Carolina is Hell is What You Make It. I had just this major mind gap there, so I just want to fill that in. Um, continuing on. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it's so much is in that name of a band, and I think that's where people are. You're, you're buying the name of the band. So there are bands that, to me, you cannot replace a single member ever, and or the band just falls apart. And so, I mean, like an easy one is like Rush. One of the members of Rush stops. Rush just stops. There isn't a continuation of Rush without what a, what a loss that would be. I'm glad you're wearing that hat, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> they are Canadian treasures. <laughs> Why don't you remember, uh, like, Saturday nights in high school, the two-liter two bottle of Shasta, your all-Rush mixtape. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Insane Clown Posse. Oh, I think right. you're getting this confused. Totally different. Oh, but the rush. That's big <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, I feel like we need to have like a connect the dot on like the soda to the artist. Yeah, it's oh great. Gosh, yes. Yeah. Hey, if someone could do that, really appreciate that. Post it online. We'll find it. Anyway, so yeah. this uh, this episode is brought to you by Fago and Shasta. Uh, what'd they give you, Barry? Well, I got some lovely sweatbands uh, to wear on my uh, wrist while I play tennis. Uh, Josh? Uh, slap bracelet. Nice. Ooh. I just got 50,000 of the caps from the bottles. Nice. Yeah. I got nothing. Just a letter that said, fuck you. I don't know what the hell <laughs> happened there. I got to have a publicist, guys. Shit. That was actually from the Insane Clown Boss. <laughs> <laughs> it, was actually, it was actually just from the Juggalos. It wasn't even from them. <laughs> Did it have like the face print of a Juggalo makeup on it? Oh, God, I hope so. Letter? That'd be great. It's actually good. Um, but getting back to the marketing thing, mm -hmm. I think also the uh, point of it, too, is the fact that, so getting back to Blink-182, um, they're going to sell more tickets and have bigger venues as Blink-182 than they ever will be as Plus 44. And I think that's part of it, too, is just like as you said basically but name recognition and like ticket sales and what people are actually going to come out to mm -hmm. is a big part of it well and all you this one person i talked about blink 182 i when he told me he was going to see them i was like oh well i mean that's cool but i mean it's not really blink 182 anymore mm -hmm. like, no no it is like, no it, it's not they've replaced a member it's the dude from alkaline trio if i remember correctly and yeah Man and Skiba. yeah and he was like no no no, tom long's gonna be there i'm like no he, he's He's really not. No, but it's Blink-182. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. Like, well, I don't care. I still want to see him. Great. And if you want to see them, fantastic. But mm -hmm. I think that goes back to you have an assumption when you go to see a band. Now, the practical side is most people probably couldn't, wouldn't even notice a difference when you swap out a band member. It just, just happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless it happens to be like a key part of the band, like with the sound. So if I'm, I'm right. thinking of like uh, Aerosmith. Mm -hmm. If Steven Tyler were to not be singing mm -hmm. uh, anymore, it would definitely not be Aerosmith or with Joe Perry playing guitar. Um, so like there, the, there's two very unique sounds. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I agree with you for, to some degree, but then you have like Leonard Skinner where they got one guitar player from the original lineup. Everybody else has changed over. They're still playing, you know, big arenas as Leonard Skinner. 
all these you know replacement musicians and then the one original guitarist yeah i think too that there is i was just thinking of the band weezer which i very much enjoy but um so these especially <laughs> the song love songs that's her favorite song by weezer <laughs> fast was that on your christmas uh, mixtape from it was not on my christmas mixtape no it was on the love song <laughs> the love song <laughs> episode yeah I mean, there was kind of a cheat sheet there, but I understand where you'd immediately go to Christmas. Well, I just couldn't remember how many mixtapes you got from Michael. Ooh. I did get two from Michael. These still haven't surfaced yet. They haven't surfaced right. yet. One I can't find, but I mm. think I still have. Somewhere. Oh, but you found the other one. The other one is, I think it's still on my computer, but I haven't checked it yet. Oh, yeah. I think that one's just digital. Hmm. Anyway. so Burn I was thinking, that for us, please. Okay. Um, I will get working on that. Michael's mix. If anyone is planning on getting married and needs some dinner music, we'll get a copy of this just sent to you. Just <laughs> trust us. Unheard. It's going to be perfect. No, I hate to take this sideways, but I forget. Did Michael have his voice on there sending you sweet... Uh, notes of his love during the playlist, like interspersed, like Carrie. This is uh, <laughs> this song makes me think of you after a long run. In Somebody the actually, I'm like Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Michael. <laughs> you are the Christmas wrapping to my heart. Uh. <laughs> yes, he sounded exactly like Elmo. It was a very strange relationship. <laughs> There's so many jokes I just don't feel comfortable making yeah, right. on this podcast. <laughs> he liked his tickles. We would lose all fan. <laughs> <laughs> we would lose all of our one fan. Yeah. My mom is pretty particular about some of the Elmo jokes right, you can make. Right. I did get the list of do not say right. her. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> anyway, to get back to 15 minutes ago with Weezer. They've had like somewhat of the original lineup. They keep moving their bassist around. But um, I saw them for a couple years where Rivers, who was normally like guitar and lead singer, was suddenly only lead singer and no guitar. And there, who was the drummer, was suddenly rhythm guitar. And they had a new drummer. And like the line, like they were the same members, but they just changed their lineup. And it also felt very much like a cover band like i saw them before the lineup changed and after the lineup changed and it was clear that they like the whole vibe of the concert was very different what you doing over there karsten nothing i'm not ordering t-shirts i'm not (laughs) (laughs) oh real real grown-up poop he's searching poop on my ipad (laughs) it's his work ipad And now Google has that forever. <laughs> so does that so much worse? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, I don't know, it gets to be so hard. Because then we went through a whole list of different songs we t- or album or ugh, bands that we talked about ahead of time of people that had replacement members. And I think that it's, it's hard because, like, you talk to other people and they go, well, but bands should grow. Mm-hmm. Bands should change. And I don't disagree. But at the same time, like, Again, the argument, are you still the same band? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're growing as a band, Great. are you growing together like as the same group mm-hmm. versus like, oh, we're 
we're growing, so you're out. We want this other person here, or this other person left. So, but again, it's a fine line because then you have additions that totally change it. Like Black Eyed Peas, Fergie wasn't part of the Black Eyed Peas originally. Right. Right. And nobody knows the Black Eyed Peas. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Nobody's listening. To, is it was it uh, bridging the gap? Everyone knows the the albums that were it's the Black Eyed Peas is like that's what it started. Everything before that was just mm-hmm. other stuff. Well, I think it's interesting, like when you know when does a band you know call it because like you have bands like james gang which you know joe walsh left he wasn't an original member but uh, you know probably historically they're their most well-known and talented member and then they just kind of kept going for a while whereas acdc they kept going and going and going now we've got one died one can't hear so he had to quit the band (laughs) the original drummer's in jail you know and so they've got angus young founding member but he's the only guy and you know because he's in control of the entire band now you know raking in the cash it's like i i guess if he likes playing in front of live uh, you know groups that want to pay him money i guess go ahead but you know to what end? I mean, are you seeing ACDC or are you just seeing Angus or is Angus enough? I mean, honestly, you know, Angus could tour on his own name. I, I, I still think Angus Young would fill the same arenas that they're playing to now without the name uh, the, the name ACDC. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess we could also be taking into fact there's, there could be other contracts where, you know, you are contracted to play as a as a band but that's not the fun thing to make fun of or you know poke fun at that just you know happens mm-hmm. um another one journey so talking about members that change um oh god brain fart the dude that's saying don't stop believing steven tyler no just yeah steven tyler steven tyler steven tyler when he joined no, journey sorry steve perry say <laughs> um so that would when, that would really change when, the, when the group. No, that would so much be so much better. I when would actually Steven like that Tyler song. Tyler was singing "Don't Stop Believing." He was not the original singer for Journey. Journey had already had a few, mm-hmm. and they have continued kind of like the band is it Chicago that just they constantly have rotations of lineups. Yep. Mm-hmm. Journey's kind of been that way, and I think that so in a text conversation earlier that we had about Journey, people don't know they don't care. The only song they know which. Let me see if there was the actual argument here. I will actually regurgitate our text here. Oh, great. Uh, I believe it was Journey had already had a few lead singers before Don't Stop Believing. I said, yeah, but the only things people know are Don't Stop Believing and maybe Faithfully, which Faithfully would not have landed on my top hit. But uh, Wheel in the Sky, Who's Crying Now in Any Way You Wanted, I think would be bigger ones. But overall, I do believe most people know two songs by Journey, and both of them are "Don't Stop Believing," and that's it. Yeah. That and until Steven Tyler is lead singer, I refuse to recognize any Journey songs. Jero Smith is that what? Geriatric Smith, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think. I think it's. It's again. It's kind of a. It's weird how I feel like I'm a lot more judgmental about when they replace a band after they're they're kind of big. But then again, going back to Blink-182, Travis Barker wasn't the original drummer. They were touring with some success off of Dude Ranch before they, Travis Barker became part of the band. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll take the fucking hat. Give me the goddamn hat. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is hat territory. 
just a minute while I get my selfie. I'm glad that you're double hatting right now yeah. as well. Keep firing, assholes. Is that good enough? That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Great. Josh, you've been quiet. I chimed in a little bit about Aerosmith. Like, actually Aerosmith. He actually so. really likes Aerosmith. Yeah. Hey, guys. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Everybody loves mouth sounds. Carrie's really slow rolling the drinks today. I think it's because of the wine. I mean, it was a pretty full glass when I got it. It was relatively full. Yeah. It's a there, there was a gold. night that she went through two low balls of whiskey. It is true that it happened. There was a couple nights where we barely made it out of the <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, uh, hi, by the way. I'm Karsten. <laughs> I'm Barry. I'm Joshua. I'm Carrie. Wow. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Shit. I'm two beers in and ready to mock somebody. Bam. <laughs> Just put this at the front. No, not going to happen. It's good enough. <laughs> I think we should have Josh uh, record an intro <laughs> as if he wasn't here. <laughs> and then still be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so these guys decide to meet without me. <laughs> And then halfway through, big old. Actually, we never recorded that episode. It was a bad dream. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So other bands, Barry, you have Notepad. Do you I, have notes, or did you already cover all of it? Well, I, I, I was we actually going through that. One moment. I, Barry only has one Notepad and his iPad. What's this one? Is that, oh, is that Josh's? Because there's, there's like a here? stack of. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I thought Barry was down to only one notepad, and I was a little well, I mean, concerned. I just had those there if somebody wanted to use them. I love that every out. single time he's like, hey, in case anybody wants to use this, <laughs> it's here. There's a stack of notepads. And the rest and of us yet, are just like looking at our phones. Right. Like, and yet no pens. Now, people may not be able to do this. Let's, let's just go ahead and just carry a picture. You, Barry you is like 140 years old. <laughs> so this is all handmade paper mm-hmm. made of feces on the farm. So, feces would not make good paper. I guess I can't. I can't speak from experience. I guess you've tried. I'm just saying, you need a you need a nice white starch for the paper to so oh, the ink shows a up. A white well. starch. Well, you know, just a. <laughs> There's a lot of hand words. gestures here that have nothing to do with paper or anything. Oh. <laughs> What's on your pad, Barry? I've actually covered it all. <laughs> Guess who? A white Journey, ACDC, <laughs> James Gang. There's also, he's using a yellow notepad right now, which is the best part of the white starch, by the way. Well, Josh has got both my white notepads. so He took them. He thought he might need them. And he's just been making They were just sitting in front of me. <laughs> I actually just physically moved them off to the side a little bit. We do have assigned seats here, so it's, it's a little yeah. bit. Anyway, so this has been brought to you by Ikea. Um, uh, it's been pretty nice. He actually sent me a couch. Hmm. I was missing all the pads, though. Uh, Barry, would you? <laughs> I got your pads, but I've already torn them apart looking for treasure. You just sent me one of those little Allen wrenches, and it bent. <laughs> hmm. I got a desk, but without any of the parts to put it together. And I tried to go to Home Depot, and they don't have replacement. So fair enough. Stack of wood. Well played, IKEA. Well played. It's very good. Yeah. Hmm. Man, okay, so uh, 
bands and guitarists. So we talked about the weight of a front man. And we've kind of talked about how if it's a surviving member, it's the bassist or the drummer, probably not. But we've been really relatively fair to the guitarist. I'm just kind of curious, why is that? I think that I, th- I think part of the guitarist is uh, they're part of the frontman uh, show with that as well. Like so, when you're when you're at a concert and you're watching uh, the band, whoever is the the lead guitarist, you know who that is. You know the lick that's coming. You know what they're gonna do. Like you kind of like see. S- no, no, keep going. Oh. I just have a continuation of that thought. Um, so you, you kind of, you understand like their movements and like that's the that's the picture of of the band that you're associating. Um, why you like them is is there is the entertainment factor with that particular guitarist Um, because you know what to expect what about like Ozzy Osbourne you've had Randy Rhodes Zach Wilde John Five and like every other metal guitarist play with him so using the like just kind of thinking through it no one has a problem with that like honestly you're going to see Ozzy and that's fine and you want to hear the guitarist because the guitarists are really what makes that show in many cases I'm sorry, Ozzy. I apologize in advance. I'll say it again to your face at Thanksgiving. But overall, really, it's the rest of the band that you really want to see there. They're the ones that do rocking. And so, again, looking at Zach Wilde, Randy Rhodes, and John Five, just as three examples of three guitarists I really like, they're very, very different in terms of their style. They're all very technical, but they're all very different. And they're playing songs from the different eras and styles. No one has a problem with that. And yet, again, kind of going back to the same argument, you know, well, oh, we're with that talking about the guitarist, that's who you want to hear. You want to hear the licks, but you know they're going to be super different. It changes the feel of the band. Is it just because it's relativity? It's a sliding scale? Well, I think I think you're really, you know, going back to what you were saying about the bands, it's the brand. So Ozzy Osbourne um, really made his brand, and I think he could tour without any... Um, you know, well-known guitarist at all. Because I really don't think you could. Not not with Ozzy, not with his music. I don't Take know. Away, I mean, like, you'd have to have someone who is still technically so proficient. No, you like, do need to have some technically, uh, someone who's technically very proficient. But I think you could find those guitarists to fill in. There are a lot of guitarists you don't know the n- names of uh, well that are going to fill in and, and play those licks, and they can play them just like you want to hear them. Barry, are you trying to slowly just subtly try to convince Ozzy on this podcast to hire you as your absolute guitarist. I am I am a uh, you know a asshole mid-level guitarist at oh, best. Oh sorry, I thought you were in a different direction. Wow. <laughs> uh, that too. Just a mid-level asshole. I, I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a middling guitarist at best. I'm you know but the the point is there's a lot of really good guitarists. I mean, there's some good guitarists in town. You listen to him play cover songs from uh, you know bands from the '80s, and it sounds just like Van Halen or, or Ozzy Osbourne or whoever you want. You Men know, without hats. Men without hats. Yeah. Devo. I think that's part of it too is the personality and brand of the people too. Like I think of <laughs> the. Uh, example, that's the word I'm looking for, that came to my head was um, Fall Out Boy because their real front man. Barry, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Their real front man is Pete Wentz, who's the bass player. And mm-hmm. I assume if you take Pete out of Fall Out Boy, they're not really Fall Out Boy anymore. But I think... Heartbroken. It, right. Um, 
but I th- yeah, I think it depends on like the notoriety of the members and who's really the ones that like people are coming to people see. People care about. Yeah. Every time I go see Nickelback, I have to verify Chad's going to be there because <laughs> if my bro Chad is not there, pass. And it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Take the fucking hat, yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, three quarters of the way there with that hat. Looking at you, Carrie. Oh, great. All eyes on me. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, that was quick. (laughs) But Carson was the last one to speak. Put the hat back on, Josh. Nice try. (laughs) Yeah, good try, Josh. Nice try. (laughs) I I think it's really about the brand. Because, like, you can get, you can have your replacement. Like, I mean, we're seeing with. Uh, Queen, you know, they're replacing the front man, the, the face of the band, the, the most energetic, the most outgoing, and they're still selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Is it the same experience? Undoubtedly, no. But they're still selling tickets. You got Leonard Skinner. They, all they have left is Gary Rossington, you know, one of three lead guitars. Three lead guitars. You go to any, uh, you know, guitar center in the country and find people who can play every one of those Leonard Skinner songs. You know, it's it they're not unknown so it's really about who owns the brand and who can bring that to the stage realistically mm-hmm. so i wanted to try to look this up um because i can't remember the name um at this point but so we had uh, sublime is a, to me kind of a funny example there it is so uh brad knowles he was uh, brad Knoll, he was the uh front man for sublime guitarist lead singer and incredible voice i mean he he mm-hmm. was he was great and when he passed away um band stopped that was it that was kind of done and then it was in the later 2000s uh this super fan um rome ramirez they started playing again as sublime with this guy who doesn't have a great voice he's not a great guitarist like everything that brad was he is not yeah shots fired asshole take that but um he is crying in his car right now i know right yeah (laughs) literally just i'm sure he's just wiping away the tears with money like oh damn enjoy your little bunker you're recording your sad little (laughs) podcast in my tears will you know whatever he really needs that mixtape from michael he really needs that (laughs) mixtape from michael rum we got you it'll come in the mail i almost want to just try to find a mailing address and send it to him now out of nowhere like what the fuck is this <laughs> sorry for the insult i just settled to hear it myself i, I know mean, it's no. true so anyways but so they actually started and i believe it was that they actually played under the name sublime mm-hmm. and that was kind of shut down because it's not sublime so now it's sublime with rome i think it is is what they play as and they are a sublime cover band <laughs> <laughs> Well, wasn't one of the guys from Sublime playing with him? Well, the other two members are. Okay. It's literally the rest of Sublime. So how can they not tour as Sublime? I'm just wondering. I believe it had to do with some of the legality of the ownership of the name and oh, when it was so actually like broken the, up. Uh, yeah. the Widow or something owned the name. Yeah. Kind of like Nirvana. According to Dr. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Not long after performing at Cypress Hills Smokeout Festival in Los Angeles, Judge Band... A judge banned the new lineup from using the name Sublime. The 
using the Sublime name as they needed permission from Knowles Estate, which owns the rights to the Sublime name. This prompted the lineup of Wilson Gadge and Ramirez, may not have gotten that right, to their new name, Sublime with Rome. You know, it's which funny. has since released two albums. That judge wasn't even in court. He was just at the concert. It was actually Judge John Hodgman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Thorne, take their license away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, and the whole thing is like, it's not the same band. Honestly, again, it that really, it, in terms of any time that a band's been using it, the, a name, that was such a weird move to actually go that way. It had been like over 10 years since the band had stopped doing things for obvious reasons um the whole death of lead singer mm-hmm. um and then they came out with something that was like not not the same like and, and that's the thing like when you're looking at like okay you have a band you have a thing you're gonna have to replace a lead singer that's not ideal okay but you look at who people replace with black sabbath that replacement really strong performer um it's always funny to hear the stories when you replace someone that's like not as good like you already have a following let's get this momentum going Actually, our, t- our tattoo artist is going to step in and take over. Pretty sure that was Drowning Pool. If I remember correctly, that's that's who was their <laughs> tattoo artist, stepped in as lead singer. Like, yeah, we got this thing. It's cool. We'll roll with it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's hard when you replace a, a member of a band and, like, throwing all shit aside, replacing members has to be a weird thing, trying to, try to, trying to keep the feel mm-hmm. of the band. Well, I was thinking about that with uh, Foo Fighters. Um, cause, uh, I when Dave Ro- Grohl replaced himself with members, right. <laughs> or, or, or like when nine inch nails replaced Trent Reznor with people and with people. Yeah. 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 Sure. But I was thinking, um, I was watching the back and forth Foo Fighters documentary and Dave was talking about when, like he was the fifth drummer of Nirvana, mm-hmm. but by the time Nirvana got big, he was the drummer. So like no one really thought about like, Oh, you replace the drummer. He's like, with Foo Fighters, we had notoriety, like, or we had fame pretty much right away. So when we had to keep replacing guitar players, everyone was like, who's in the band now? Like, what's going on? But he was talking about when uh, Franz, I think is his name. But when he came in as guitar player, they were really good friends. And he was like, or and Dave was really excited about it. And then everyone, like, the band chemistry just wasn't working. And he was like, now we have to fucking find another guitar player. And it's that thing of, like, how like it has to be so awkward to replace a band member especially when you have that level of fame and you're playing those concerts and you're like don't want to disappoint your fans and at the same time trying to find that right person well again the chemistry is actually also really important as well as the music to talk about um the other side of it firing a member of the band when you have notoriety something like that and it wasn't like oh well they're a fucking asshole. No, it's literally just like, yeah, hey, it's not quite right. We're not quite vibing on it. We're right. changing sound in a way we don't need to. Sorry, bro. Right. We appreciate you stepping in, but uh, the surviving members over here don't like the way it's working. Good luck in your future endeavors. I understand Guitar Center is a cool place to hang out and play Leonard Skinner songs. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much, Michael. Good luck. Uh, enjoy Seattle. And okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, here's a mixtape for parting ways. Uh, well, I mean, that's an interesting point because, like, so when uh, the Michael mixtape is an interesting point, the Michael mixtape, if it is ever actually was <laughs> fruition, yeah, no, but I, w- I was thinking of you know, Guns and Roses when you know, uh, Slash split, you know, they were like no longer part, but then uh, you know, they were still playing without him, and 
well, was really everything, everybody. It was just uh, Axl Rose there for a while, wasn't it? Who are, who was it was literally just Axl Rose. Yeah. He picked up every single instrument. You know, he was sitting he was in like actually a one on bit. No, exactly. <laughs> he was actually sitting in a comfortable chair reading poetry he had written in a coffee shop. But uh, and and uh, trees. Sorry, carry on. But you know, we, I think everybody agrees. Without Slash, it really wasn't Guns and Roses. I mean, they they couldn't have been making the type of money they were making like before and now and making again. Good thing you already have that hat on, yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting another beer. <laughs> I, I was done with wine. Wow, you're really lucky on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that hat almost came your way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that there was the other one. So, again, going back to the band they used. And, again, it's all this is all just hearsay. And thank you, Internet, for spreading rumors and lies so we can all read them and indulge in this truth. Um, but like the guitarist that I was, I was fond of the first guitarist, like he talked about how, like he took like a small break or something. And then he just heard that they were touring again. Yikes. And that was just kind of it. Like, Oh, you're out. Cool. Like that has to, that has to be just a really awkward one. So I think that's, that's when we were talking about the replacing a band member as well chemistry is so important and i imagine that right now i mean we've i wouldn't say we've shit on it but you know queen's touring picking the right person to take that spot there is a point where you could argue you're there for the seeing what what it is they know it's not the same thing they know it's not freddie mercury there's mm-hmm. there's no one is saying with the hologram of it's it's just what it is i think for me i'm still just not interested mm-hmm. nothing i'm buying Like you had something. You really kind of like took that, like you were gonna say yeah. something. Yeah. Well, um, I believe it was. I was just thinking of something that I heard a while back. That so there was a band in the '60s called the Zombies. Oh yeah. And they were an English rock mm-hmm. band. And and then they so really hold up. By the way, like in terms of bands that actually, like if, if you haven't listened to the Zombies before, mm-hmm. yeah. everyone knows a few songs by them. But if you actually mm-hmm. listen to their music, yeah, it's pretty it, cool. It actually holds up really well with contemporary like indie rock. It, it, I would really encourage people to check it out. Sorry, but then so somebody just started up another Zombies band in the United States and toured as the Zombies because no one knew who the fuck they were. They just knew their songs from the radio. Hmm. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, that's a Kaba band. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Oh, God. What's that? There's another band that I would encourage everyone to listen to, and I I might actually encourage, if people aren't familiar with it, to pause and uh, listen to it. stalling yeah the shags if you're not familiar with the shags definitely anytime you're around someone who has uh amazon echo alexa whatever you want to call it just request to play the shags very loud um they were formed i believe they were i think it was family it was actually sisters and the father had just said if you just if you just play enough you're gonna get a following and you're gonna be good well they got a following (laughs) 
but they were never good good. (laughs) never good like the drummer literally cannot drum this is not like shitting like oh well they're not a very good drummer nope literally none of them could play the instruments none of them could sing and they recorded albums definitely check it out it is definitely worth the listen I can't yeah. recommend it high enough. Every time that like I put my music on shuffle and anytime one of those plays and my wife's in the car, she's like, you have to skip this. I'm like, why? Why would I skip this, honey? These were musicians. They put blood, sweat, and tears. And then she's like, skip the song. Like the kids are sitting in the car. This doesn't sound good, dad. I'm like, it's okay. We're going to listen to it all the way through. So yeah, I have a couple more details on the zombies. Basically, they disbanded in 1969, mm-hmm. and uh, there was kind of a late surge in the United States after they'd already uh, had some success in, in the UK because they f- they dis- declined to uh, to tour. Two different bands, thanks, were touring simultaneously as the Zombies around the United States. One based out of Michigan, and one based out of Texas. Were they both Zombies cover bands? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. That's that's really great. That's a career aspiration. Find a band that has become successful. Literally just try to be that band and just see how far you can go. Well, I think, you know, that's kind of one of the things, you know, we're talking about branding. You know, when if you have a band name where no individual performer is a, a standout, mm-hmm. you can kind of do that. And if you're kind of a, you know, just a, a middling performer, you can play your 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 uh, instrument well you know maybe you're a studio musician but you know you're not attached to a a big name group you could do that and you're like okay well i'm making some good money touring around why not whereas you know uh, if you have a brand then you know that's the brand that people want to see so all i can imagine is like there are like three versions of any big broadway musical on tour at any given time Mm -hmm. imagine it's kind of like a franchise I really wish that there would have been a Millie Vanilli group that was just like replicas <laughs> of Millie Vanilli at the time, just because trying to get off the popularity. Mm-hmm. And they also didn't sing or <laughs> they just danced. <laughs> With Millie Vanilli, I'd almost like to see the actual group just perform. Yeah. <laughs> it's like overweight soul singers in their 50s. I will literally go see that. I, okay, seriously, I would see that. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like fun. Yep. Yeah. Okay, carry on. <laughs> no, there there are bands that honestly I would definitely like talking about the bands I would not see. Let's run through just a quick list off the top of our heads of bands you would definitely see with replaced members. I mean, we've already talked about Jero Smith, which I would be <laughs> fully on board with. But I'll also say just real quick, Beastie Boys ever tours with a third person? Wouldn't see. Not in sport. No. Pass. Oh yeah, for sure. No. But that being said, I don't think they would. No, they wouldn't. No. They don't. Yeah. Not at all. Um, but bands that aren't around that if they were placed, I would just be fully on board with. Anybody got one off the top of their head? No, it looks like you've got one though. Hmm. I just want to see what people say. I mean, maybe I'll add some on. I mean, I'm immediately going to I as soon as I said it, I'm like, okay, bands that you can't replace a member of. Yeah, Tenacious D would not see without Cow Gas and Jack no. Black. You can replace the rest of the people they play with. It doesn't matter. Including Dave Grohl. Done it! <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Hmm. And 
the guy who didn't didn't find out for a few years and so like he was making like shit money the other one was making all the money and they were still writing and performing together and then the dude found out so after the lawsuits and everything the dude the, the one guy obviously left the band and the other one kept going as third eye blind the guy making all the money yeah well, of course, he's making money. Yeah, I mean, he didn't make a whole lot afterwards because when they're you know a songwriting duo, it doesn't generally work great when you lose half of that. Right. Yeah. Well, right, but anything played is then royalties, so he's getting that. But I think it's interesting because you know you have a lot of those bands where, uh, you know, like so Queen's famous for having you know splitting everything equally, mm-hmm. but then you have, you know, the Eagles who are very famous for being very combative about. Who wrote what? Who played this? Did did playing that solo on this song constitute writing music, or was that just playing your instrument? And you know, so there they really delimited leadership by how much cash you earned individually in the band. So, hmm. I mean, you constantly hear about you know, ever I shouldn't say constantly. There have been a history of times when the order between McCartney, McCarthy, McCartney. Well, Lennon and McCartney would actually swap, mm-hmm. and that would be a huge thing. Ah, but hold on. It has to be alphabetical, or it can't be alphabetical, or whoever it is, whatever time. Which is similar type of thing. Oh, am I taking that? All right, I got that. <coughs> Good. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Carrie's just stops <laughs> talking at all. <laughs> yeah, I think the next time Carrie's... Carrie talks. We just silent strike her into the hat. I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened already. Go ahead and get this picture real quick. Hold on. You have to do your hair. What? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> got to get, gotta get the hair all done. Lower right? the ponytail. So what do we think about bands who had su- some success, broke up, and then came back with, uh, you know, say 75 percent 50 to 75 percent of their members much later on and started doing the uh state fair tour um is that just I a mean, cover state, band that state fair tour or the casino tour either like way because like, i mean like you know yeah. bands <laughs> bands not putting out any new material they're just playing their hits yeah i'm I'll be honest, I'm more on board with people that aren't trying to pretend who and what they are. Like, the people that are playing the casino tour, mm-hmm. yeah, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest, like, every time I see this, I'm like, I really should go to some of those casino shows. Mm-hmm. They just look like fun. Like, they're not they're not trying to be a new band. They are right. essentially embracing that, yep, we're essentially, yeah. uh, we are what we are. We're a cover band of our hits. Well, I For told you, I, I saw the Blues Brothers on New Year's Eve, and uh, Dan Aykroyd... Uh, worked and sweated his ass off for that show and it Barry was, was just staring his ass the whole time yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Dan. It was, oh Daniel he was so sweaty it was just sliding down Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that that's that's kind of different when you're playing the hits versus you're trying to create new content right. which again plus four okay. like when you so is that. that so then are we essentially like saying that if you're if you're on the the state fair or the uh, the casino tours, like you're definitely a cover band of your own band. I think if you are touring without having put out a new album, and you're just playing your hits, I, 
know. I guess I don't know if I'd call it a cover band though, because if you have a, I don't know. I got lost there. Sorry. I think again, <laughs> part of that comes down to how many. What What are the surviving members? I think right. that's that's really what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about seventy five percent of the original members. You're doing the casino tour just hitting your hits and in this case we're not breaking down by what's the position of the person in the mm-hmm. band or anything mm-hmm. like that you're just doing it then but yeah like blues brothers dan Aykroyd. no one else on the stage was i mean jim belushi was there but he's not original right mm, shit guys all right got our tickets we're gonna have to do i'm just looking up a lineup at treasure island casino here <laughs> and um we can go ahead Shoot, it's this Saturday. What's up? Is anyone up for going to a Kid Rock show this Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be in South Dakota. Oh, excuses. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's literally Kid Rock bursts onto the scene some 20 years Mm ago, blazing the trail in the music world with hits like Ba With The Ba, (laughs) Cowboy, Picture, and All Summer Long. Don't miss your chance to see him live and outdoors. My question is, is Cheryl Crow touring with him so that they can sing that one song together? No, she saved her money. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy is here next weekend, by the way, and uh, Reba is there that next Saturday. You know, Kid Rock's got my favorite <laughs> soundbite. He's like, if you're a, 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 a up-and-coming artist, think long and hard about what you name yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which there, we'll have another episode about that because that's actually on the list of, of, of things that we should talk about. Because Kid Rock's probably about 45, 46 right now. Oh, shit. I'm Play sorry. I'm just kid. looking at this. Uh, October 19th, Hammer's House Party featuring MC Hammer, Kid and Play, Rob Bass, and Tone Lock. Tone Lock's going to be there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd go if it was are Tone Lock, but not Tone Lock. Shut up. Are there VIP tickets available? I'll find out. Buy tickets. <laughs> you don't need VIP tickets. Just just come in a wheelchair. You get special seating. <laughs> Asshole. See, it's, most it's expensive. Towards the back, so you can get to the buffet faster. Afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> they provide you an ashtray. <laughs> There's an option for what ticket type? Are you getting the MC Hammer meet and greet package? Oh, the Hammer's House VIP tour package. A 16 plus with Guardian, <laughs> which I have so many fucking questions about. I, I want to see what this is. Okay, Hammer's House Party package. VIP oh tour gosh. package includes one premium reserve ticket or general admission ticket, specifically designated tour or designed tour short, collectible tour poster, exclusive merchandise item, and more. Exclusive merchandise item varies by location. <laughs> Here I is think, the tour keychain. <laughs> I think we all need to go to different locations and come back and tell us what the exclusive merch item was. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe we can get them to sponsor this podcast. Maybe. I think I'd have to see Hammer's Pants before I went and saw him. You wanted Hammer's Pants before you see him? <laughs> no, I want to see which pants he's wearing. Is Jeff Goldblum going to be okay with this if you're cheating on mm. Jeff Goldblum? Uh, meet and greet includes one premium reserve ticket or general admission ticket. Which I love that that's just kind of the, the difference in there. Okay, but exclusive meet and greet with MC Hammer, personal photograph with MC Hammer, autographed eight by ten photo, uh, tour shirt, official laminate, and more. Laminate? Yeah. What does that mean? 
it's an official one. It's an it's, official laminate. It's, yeah, just yeah. It's a piece of laminate and it says official on it. Location's very so packaged. Like, so like a, a piece of countertop? Yeah, that's actually what it is. It's literally just a just, chuck of the countertop. <laughs> Got a countertop top sample that he assigned. Here is some okay, I want to see how, how much this uh this one with the photograph is. And if I can look at this photograph, yeah, it's all it's only hundred and ninety dollars, guys. All right, we'll think about that. Was that Treasure Island? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Treasure Island, you just got like a lot of uh you know, from our one listener, you have a lot, a lot of endorsement here. Yeah, send us tickets. I'm just saying, if you wanted us to review live performances, we could do yeah. that for yeah, you I'd, as well. We at least need a free bus trip up there with the old. Hell people. no! <laughs> Give us tickets. I'll show up. I want the meet and greet with Kid Rock. Sounds like fun. That guy's really interesting. Read his history. What I- would you ask him if you had one question to ask Kid Rock? What would it be? Do the carpets match the dress? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, why? Why are you singing lyrics from one song when you're sampling Werewolves of London? That's what I want to fucking ask him. Wow, he's going wow. In all angry. Wow. I would be like, honestly, like looking back on the Detroit scene, how is like the music industry changed? Like that's kind of the conversation I would have. Like mm-hmm. talking if you if you're familiar with some of the history and how he kind of came to be, it's it's really interesting. Like I believe it is, but the most important thing to me is why are you singing Sweet Home Alabama and it's fucking Werewolves of London? Yeah. I mean, I'm really I mean, I feel really. like you can email or tweet that to him. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I like I'm how sure that's what you'd be like, oh, <laughs> good. Why is it you don't eat crust on peanut butter sandwiches, dick? Hey, my question is Because I like bananas. And that would be <laughs> that would be the answer that you get. Well, since we've completely left our topic behind, <laughs> I feel like now's a good time to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. So we've pretty much made no headway on what we would consider a... Uh, <laughs> When is it a cover band or when is it not? Other than we've successfully listed off bands we won't see. Take that, dickheads. No longer going to see Warren Zevon in concert. And once again, the popular kids win. They're the only ones that matter. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So for that, this has been the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. I'm Barry. I'm Joshua. I'm Gary. Later. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's cold outside. outside.